0: Hi and welcome to the GMC podcast, the place where you can listen to the weekly word from God and other highlights from the team at GMC, Gillespie Memorial Church in, in Scotland. As we head into the season of Advent, we're going to investigate the nativity story from both the Gospels of Matthew and Luke each week, through to our watch night service on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning and then on to New Year's Day worship where we will conclude with the story of the Magi or wise men. Christmas is of course such a sparkly time full of excitement, yet also a time where there's so much pressure on families, our buying, our finances, etc. Yet at heart, this is a season where we can all receive the biggest gift ever. For God can never be outgiven as he gave his son for all who would receive him. So listen this Advent and hear a little about the beginning of that story of Jesus, God with us. So thanks for joining us on this podcast in which we hope to encourage you to respond to God's word and receive the love of Jesus. Now before the word from God, we will lead you in a time of prayer.
1: Together in prayer, Lord, we thank you that we can come together as a community to praise and thank you for all we have. Especially this morning when we gather round your table and share the bread and wine. A symbol of your sacrifice on the cross for our sins. Today, we're here to dedicate the work of the Guild and the projects which it's supporting, both locally and internationally. Our theme is We Seeds, Big Trees. With you at the centre of our lives, we can achieve big things. As we look around your world, wonderful world, we can appreciate the seasons through the trees, the flowers, and in our own lives, from birth to our final parting, full in the knowledge that we will be with you in heaven. We especially pray for the Guild Projects we are supporting this year. Blether with Beat, which provides support for those with eating disorders. And Unida, which is in the forefront of pioneering education, transforming lives of young Brazilians. And develops future leadership for faith communities and the wider society. Gracious Father, help us to care for your world through the small things that we can do which will make a difference. Bless our leaders and the decisions that they take to help reduce the damage that we have made to your world. Lord, we thank you for Mike and all involved in both small and larger roles within Gillespie as well as the Presbytery and the church as a whole. We all have a part to play, so please be with us as we move forward working together to glorify your kingdom. As we approach the season of Advent with the weekly lighting of a candle, let us consider the themes of hope, love, joy and peace in our troubled world. These are anthems which we must hold on tightly. In our prayers, we have to remember this. Our hope comes from you. We give you thanks for the times we have felt helpless, yet through prayer and reflection, we have found the will and strength to carry on. Hope comes from the Lord. And for this we give our prayers and thanksgiving. We ask you to forgive us for all the wrongs that we have done in the past week. The angry words we have spoken, the sinful thoughts of our hearts and that which we have not done to help others. Please Lord, forgive us our foolish ways. We remember the many times Jesus welcomed the individuals seeking support before he spoke to larger groups. So let us share the love of Jesus with each other at this time of communion. The peace of the Lord, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds. Amen.
0: Following that time of prayer, I hope your heart has been stilled and prepared for God's word to reach you where you are today. If anything you hear from our preacher today, from the word of God and the sermon challenges you, maybe raising questions, then contact us. If you want to know more about how we can support you in your faith, or indeed, maybe help you in your questioning of faith, we'd love to help you get to know the Lord or go deeper with him. Or maybe you'd like to support GMC financially in our ministry for the Kingdom. If so, then please get in touch through the contact us on our website page, gillespiechurch.org, or via our Facebook page. Now, over to our preacher. Here, the family tree of Jesus, the Messiah, from Matthew, chapter 1, from the beginning. A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon on, the father of Salmon. Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed the father of Jesse. And Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amon; Amon, the father of Josiah. And Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers. At the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of Abiud. Abiud, the father of Eliakim. Eliakim, the father of Azor. Azor, the father of Zadok. Zadok, the father of Akim. Akim, the father of Eliud. Eliud, the father of Eleazar. Eliezer, the father of Mathan, Mathan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called the Christ. Thus, there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to Christ Father, we thank you for the reading of your holy word. To your name be praise and glory. Amen. You're thinking, how's Michael going to get a sermon out of that list of names, aren't you? Some of them easy to say. Some of you thinking, who the heck are they? Never heard of them. What is Matthew doing here at the beginning of his gospel? What is Matthew up to us, telling us of a genealogy of Jesus Christ? That word in itself, genealogy, is important. As it's written in the Greek, it actually has the meaning of Genesis, beginning, that's what the genealogy is. It is saying, this is the beginning of someone's life by telling you where they have come from." And when we get to the end, it says, "Of whom was born Jesus who is called the Christ? Jesus. Jesus, the name." Straight away, the name's important. Do you remember the story about Joshua heading into the promised land? Moses had brought the people out of exile from Egypt and it was Joshua who brought them into the promised land. That name Joshua in its shortened form is Yeshua, Jesus. And that name has a meaning. It means Yahweh saves. Straight away Jesus has the name God Saves, tells you something about who this man will be. Of course, he gets different introductions in different ways. Mark's gospel, Mark isn't interested in the nativity, the birth story, he really isn't. Mark's gospel says, in the beginning of the gospel, gospel, good news. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus, Christ, Jesus' name, Christ, who he is, Christos, anointed one. The son of God. And then he goes to Isaiah. Goes to the prophet. Luke of course. He has a birth narrative. But there we get to how Jesus ends up with this name. There in chapter 1, 31 to 33. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. There's a name we heard in uh, Matthew's genealogy. He will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. So these different gospel writers introduce us to the character of Jesus in different ways. But his name is important. But so's his role, so's his title. The Christ, Messiah. That Hebrew word literally meaning anointed. The anointed one. As I've said in the Greek, Christos, to be anointed. And that's what Israel, that's what they were expecting. They're expecting an anointed king, a Messiah, who would be the true heir of David. That king that they looked up to, idolized maybe, in their distant past, this truly great king of the nation of Israel. And it would be a descendant of his, by which Yahweh would rescue this people from their pagan overlords. They're pagan enemies. And it's important that he is called the Christ, that he's anointed. If you go back through the Old Testament, God anoints many people in many different roles. But there are primarily three. He anoints prophets, he anoints priests, and he anoints kings. But no one holds all three offices. No one but they're anointed with oil. But in Jesus, in this individual, in this Messiah, he is prophet, priest, and king, the anointed Messiah. And so what's Matthew doing with this background, with this list of names? Why has he arranged them just so? Why does it say to us in Matthew, where I find it, in? Why does it say 14? There were 14 generations. 14 from Abraham to David, from David to the uh, exile and from the exile to Jesus. Why? What's the significance of 14? Well not a lot actually. What is significant is 7. Numbers have significance. In lots of cultures people have lucky numbers. Those of a gambling mind on the lottery will have their numbers, their special numbers. People take birthdays and anniversary dates and all sorts of numbers that are special. But seven is the perfect number on the seventh day he rested. And so we have three groups of 14 or if you like six groups of seven for all those who are good at maths. And so we have six sevens from Abraham but not to Jesus because Jesus is the first of the seventh group. He is the first of the seventh perfect number. He is the climax of the genealogy. He is the one Israel have been waiting for. This is what Matthew is saying. I'm not really gonna go through the names. When you look at this passage in some senses it seems so boring, it's a list of names. People we've got no relation to apart from a few of them. But there's so much as a minister I can take out of this. I can come to it year after year after year and find something different. But today I want to, do wanna take a couple of people I want to start with Abraham. We've already heard Catherine mention Abraham being called out of Ur, a town in in the southern part of modern day Iraq. And the Lord says to him, in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, the Lord had said to Abram, His name had not been changed at this point, Abram. Leave your country, your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. Uproot and go. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse. And listen up. And all, not just a few, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. One individual, a single man, is being told do you know what? The world is going to be blessed through you. That's a bit of weight to carry on your shoulders, isn't it? I wonder what he thought. How's that going to happen? Wow. Is it going to happen in my lifetime? Well, no. Matthew draws us to that first person in this list. God had a plan. God is true to his plan. He is always faithful to his plan. And so we start there with Abraham... And then in verses 30, sorry, chapter 32, verses 26 to 29. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. Then Jacob replied, I'll get back to the in a second. I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered, Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Jacob, the son of Isaac, and Isaac, the son of Abraham. I've jumped a couple of generations. I need to if I'm going to get through this sermon. (laughs) And I'm going to miss some people out. You can see what's going on here. We can because we've got perspective. We've got the whole Bible. But God is starting to bless. Abraham did what God said and he went. And he was blessed with a son, Isaac. And Isaac was blessed with Jacob. Who wrestled with the Lord and received his blessing. And we know the story. It goes on. Israel. Jacob has 12 sons. The brothers don't like the little one. They sell him. He ends up in Egypt. Famine. The, the, the young lad's done well for himself under Pharaoh. The family head down during famine. And there they are in Egypt. Egypt. And then we jump forward a bit and they are in exile in Egypt, things not going so well and a young baby Moses gets brought up in the royal palace, blah, blah, blah. He brings them out of Egypt, out of slavery, ultimately to the promised land where the nation come into the promised land under Joshua as I've already mentioned and this story in the Old Testament is a story of God and his relationship with his chosen people. But his chosen people, well, to put it mildly, aren't always obedient. They struggle. God should be their king, but they want their own king. They've got prophets, and you've got Samuel, who's been called as a prophet. And Israel go to Samuel and they say, we want a king. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Samuel's sons are not very good. Now appoint us a king to lead us, such as all the other nations had. They're looking to other nations and see they've got kings and they want one too. God thinks it's a very bad idea, but they keep saying they want one. And they get Saul. Saul's a bit difficult and ultimately, so I'm in 1 Samuel here, Saul has the blessing of God removed him. The Lord said to Samuel, chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king, David. The shepherd boy. The shepherd boy becomes the king. He's far from perfect too. Takes another man's wife. We hear of it in this genealogy. Matthew references it. Genealogies in this time would not have had women's names in it. It would be the men's names. But here, Matthew takes them. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. He'd taken Bathsheba, another man's wife. But yet he's the idealised king. The one from whom the Messiah would come. From the stump of Jesse. God's promise to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Wow. Had to wait some time, but comes this child. The the people living in the Bible lands, the Jews, they must have been going... Over the years they'd followed God, they'd not followed him, they'd been blessed. they, They had had blessing removes, but they must have been under the Romans going... When is God sending the Messiah? When or when will we get this person who will rise up and defeat Rome and bring us and be the king like David would be? Well, here Matthew is saying, here he is, being born. He will be a normal human person, but boy, is he going to be so much more than that. The child Jesus is the answer to that long-awaited promise. The kind of title, when I start a sermon, I I give myself something to work on and I'd written the goodness of God. The goodness of God, that he is true and faithful. And if we want to take this idea of seeds, he planted that seed of Abraham and promised, promised to Abraham that he would make of him a great nation, that all the world would know and be blessed through him. That genealogy just tells us, because the blessing is Jesus Christ, Son of God, Messiah, anointed King, for all those who will hold up their hands and go, Jesus, you are my Saviour and my Lord. That is what we are coming to this Christmas. Thanks for listening to our Sunday podcast today from GMC in Dunfermline, Scotland. For more details about who we are, what we believe and how we serve, visit our website at gillespiechurch.org or find us on Facebook and YouTube. All inquiries can be made through the Contact Us page of our website or by calling the office. If you'd like to support our work with a few quid, then offerings can be made through the Support Us with Stewardship icon on the homepage of the website. This has been a production from GMC, including the pastors and tech team. All copyright remains with the producers. Today's episode was edited by Barbara Ann Howey, and the contributing music is Up to the Mood from Low Tree. Thanks for listening, and God bless.